We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So the latest chapter in the ongoing Lamar Jackson saga here in Baltimore was written Tuesday, and this one had some teeth to it, Sarah. According to Pro Football Talk, a representative not certified by the NFLPA has contacted multiple teams on behalf of Lamar. And another source told Mike Florio that number eight is ready to move on from the Ravens. So we'll break all of that down ahead. I'm Bobby Trotsett alongside my co-host, Sarah Ellison. It's Wednesday, March 22nd, and this is your morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault. Calais Campbell is set to visit the Atlanta Falcons on a free agent visit. And as Atlanta continues to go on a spending spree in free agency, it may be having a direct impact on how the Ravens front office is doing business in Baltimore. Plus, according to a new study put forth by Gambling.com, Baltimore's fan base finds itself on a list that, well, perfectly articulates the state of Ravens Nation in the midst of an intense offseason. Yeah, we have all of that and more coming up. Thank you for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. All right, Bobby, really quickly here, before we dive into Mike Florio's report that he filed on Lamar Jackson Tuesday, let's be abundantly clear. This is just a report, but it's also a report that's compelling and compelling enough to break down and make sense of given the context it provides for how Lamar and his camp could be doing business behind the scenes. And Bobby, both you and I have gotten tons of questions about it from our listeners. So we're going to try to answer some of those in this topic today. Yeah, we're going to. And Here's basically the gist of Florio's piece to get right into it. According to his sources, a representative for Jackson has contacted more than one team in an effort to spark negotiations aimed at a possible offer sheet. The kicker here is that said representative is not certified by the NFLPA. Now, Florio goes on to share a direct quote from an August 2022 memo released by the NFL that stated the following, quote, Clubs are reminded that under Article 48 of the NFL Collective Bargaining Agreement, player contracts may only be negotiated with the player if he's acting on his own behalf or with the player's NFLPA certified agent, close quote. And Bobby, hey, listen, the the Ravens put the non-exclusive tag on Lamar for a reason, okay? They opened the door for him to negotiate with other teams. 
So he has every right, and I would do the same if I was in his position, has every right to reach out to other teams to drum up some interest. Now, it sounds like they're having to do that, Lamar's side, because not enough teams have reached out to them. That said, Lamar and his camp are definitely walking a fine line here. Given the rules set forth by the NFL and NFLPA, Lamar is going to have to do one of two things going forward. Either he needs to pick up the phone and start calling teams himself, or he's going to have to hire an agent because the rules are just the rules. Yeah, and Sarah, another thing he definitely can't or really just shouldn't do when calling teams is express his desire in continuing to be a Raven, right? Like, even if that is still the case, which I think we probably most of us hope is still the case, he stated it in the past, uh, even if that is still the case, sharing those sentiments to an organization while also asking for said organization to draw up an offer sheet for him, it'd be completely counterintuitive, obviously. And it would also be a complete turnoff for that organization, knowing full well that their offer sheet would be matched once signed. Now, I bring all of this up, though, because of one other takeaway from Florio's piece. He wrote, quote, as one source explained it, the person has said that Jackson does not want a fully guaranteed contract. Some regard this as a possible exercise in semantics, with Jackson still wanting a very significant amount fully guaranteed, up to $200 million or more, with one more non-guaranteed year on the back end. Another source said that the representative is telling other teams that Lamar is ready to move on from the Ravens, close quote. All right, so two things from, from that quote there, Bobby. First, in terms of the representative pushing back on the narrative that he's seeking a fully guaranteed deal, look, we've already cleared that up with Josina Anderson here on this show. She said that while Lamar is not insisting that 100% of his contract be fully guaranteed, he is still seeking for around what Deshaun Watson got, which is around $230 million. So that's just around the number. That really hasn't changed from the beginning. All right. Secondly, I've been asked about that last line specifically. And as you alluded, it's a necessary comment to jumpstart the talks. Can you imagine asking for 200 to 250 million from another team and then say that you want to be a Raven, it's a non-starter. So listen, maybe Lamar really does want out. But for now, I'm doubting that. And here's why. Because if Lamar truly wanted out of Baltimore, Bobby, we both know there's a very simple thing that he can do. Oh, you bet there is. He could just follow the same path that other teammates have walked of his, right? Orlando Brown. Marquise Hollywood Brown, Hayden Hurst. All he'd have to do is walk down to Eric DaCosta's office or give him a call and request a trade. And based on EDC's prior track record in that department as general manager, I bet you he'd honor Lamar's request and begin working the phones almost immediately. But the timing, the timing wouldn't be great. That would have been a better request to make before free agency. Instead, here we are now a week into free agency and most quarterback needy teams, they've already filled their voids. So Sarah, when I step back and look at this, one thing comes to mind more so than anything else, and that's that by all accounts, there's been very little public interest in Lamar league-wide. Now we know and we've covered thoroughly the contributing factors as to why that's the case, but to me, this comes across as almost, I don't know, a last-ditch effort by Lamar and his camp to just jumpstart something, anything, any kind of momentum for a potential offer sheet. Because as Peter King and so many others have reported on in recent days, 
Lamar's market is borderline crickets as of the time of this taping. All right, still to come here on The Vault, Calais Campbell's first visit of free agency since he was released by the Ravens. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, Sarah, it's been a little over a week since the Ravens decided to release veteran Calais Campbell in a cap-saving move that made them cap-compliant, of course, before the new league year began. But as we remember, when Baltimore announced the move itself, it did leave the door open for a potential reunion. And Bobby, perhaps that reunion is still possible, but for the time being, Calais is checking out his options around the league, as he should. NFL Network's Mike Garofolo reported that the Atlanta Falcons will host the 15-year veteran on a free agent visit this month. Now, Bobby, I'll just be straightforward and I'll say, I kind of hope Calais doesn't sign with the Falcons. And it's not just because I want him back here in Baltimore, though I do. But it's more because Calais made clear, really two years in a row, it started last, last offseason, he made it clear that he was lacing him up again because he wanted a chance to win a Lombardi trophy. Quote, I love the game and I want to be a champion. Close quote. That's what Clay said last offseason, and that desire hasn't changed. And I have a hard time seeing the Falcons as the franchise that will give him that chance. They have quarterback issues of their own. Baltimore's not the only ones, and I want to see Clay 
join a legit contender. And let's be honest, with everything up in the air right now, we can't even say Baltimore is a legitimate contender for 2023. Now, obviously, if Lamar were to return, even on the franchise tag, that puts the Ravens back in the conversation, but the front office would still have some serious work to do. And what's interesting is that before Calais was cut, he was one of the biggest cheerleaders for Lamar Jackson returning to Baltimore. Here he was in his last television interview with the NFL Network from the Combine. The thing I need to know, uh, in, in all seriousness, is what's going on with your quarterback. You're coming back for year 16. Is Lamar coming back for his this year? What do you think? I'm what do you praying got? every day. <laughs> Lord, please, you know, figure out a way, you know. Now, Bobby, the irony is that the move to cut Calais is what cleared $7 million of space and officially allowed Baltimore to get Lamar's franchise tag under the salary cap. So... Uh, it was Calais. He was the sacrifice to make that all happen. Well, if Calais and Atlanta were to somehow strike a deal together, it would be yet another in what's been a total spending spree that this team has been on recently. The Falcons have signed quarterback Taylor Heineke, safety Jesse Bates III, defensive tackle David Onyemata, offensive tackle Caleb McGarry, and many, many others. So it's been busy. Yeah, that's exactly right. And if you ask over the Caps' Jason Fitzgerald, the fact that the Falcons have been spending so much, I mean, just left and right, that has a direct correlation to Baltimore changing their most recent contracts. Remember all those void years that they were doing? Well, they kind of stopped doing it with the last couple of contracts. Here's Jason. He tweeted, quote, It looks as if the Ravens' last few contracts have gone back to their norms and away from the voids. Pure speculation, but I think once the Falcons went on a spending spree and took themselves out from being able to make a crazy offer for Jackson, Baltimore may think they are clear, close quote. Now, Jason went on to answer a couple of fans' questions, and one of the fans asked about another team that could still be a threat. And Jason replied, quote, the Colts could probably get there, but that seems way out of character. Maybe the Jets, if they started cutting some guys, but probably not. Falcons were really the one team in an easy position to make a run, close quote. All right, Bobby, a recent study done by gambling.com has put the Ravens flock fan base in somewhat of a box, but it's a box that I think many of us can relate to. Yeah, no kidding. Just pull up our YouTube notifications and scroll on over to the comments section. It's been a dark, scary place for weeks now. But yeah, according to data gathered by gambling.com, Ravens fans represent the third angriest fan base league-wide across the NFL, trailing just the Cincinnati Bengals and Minnesota Vikings. Well, the site even went as far as breaking down negative posts by social media category. Yeah, how about that? I mean, this was an awfully thorough study that I've had to dig into in preparation for this podcast, Sarah, but here's how it all shook out. Negative Facebook posts account for 8% of the fan base's negativity, which you can bet that's partly why my notifications, I promise you, remain turned off. Uh, Negative Twitter posts account for over 17% of negativity. No surprise there. And how about Reddit? Reddit's right there. I don't spend much time on Reddit whatsoever. I hear my name. I get like tagged in things randomly. And I think you may do, you maybe do too. I think we're we're involved in Reddit more so than we think indirectly. But anyway, they came in just north of 15% for a grand total of 13.63% in terms of average level of negativity 
for Ravens Nation. Now, I don't exactly know how gambling.com went about tracking these metrics, partner, but whenever Lamar's situation is resolved one way or another, I definitely count me as one that definitely wants to see the follow-up study for sure. And before we fly, some other quick news items, beginning with ESPN's Mel Kuyper's newest mock draft pick for the Ravens. He has Eric DaCosta taking Boston College wide receiver Zay Flowers at number two. Kuyper wrote, The dynamic Flowers is a favorite of mine in this class. While some in the NFL see him strictly as a slot receiver, he actually had five touchdowns when lined up outside last season. Though he's only five foot nine, he could be used everywhere. Meanwhile, NFL.com's Daniel Jeremiah gave his latest pick for Baltimore, and he likes Penn State cornerback Joey Porter Jr. Said Jeremiah, quote, he would be a tremendous value at a position of need for Baltimore, close quote. And elsewhere in Rappaport, he reported that trade talks are ramping up for wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins among many interested teams, but Rappaport did not say which teams were in the mix. And finally, Russell Street reports Brian McFarlane gave the Ravens latest salary cap update, and their cap is now at $7 million, just over that figure, $7 million. Now that accounts for all moves to date, except for the re-signing of linebacker Delshawn Phillips, which should have little impact on the cap. Thanks for listening to The Morning Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please consider joining one of our membership platforms at patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault Podcast. As you probably know by now, we have been betting on ourselves by creating content independently from any big broadcast station or corporation. And with your membership support, you'll give us a chance to keep churning out daily Ravens content for years to come. And a special shout out to our newest patron, Jaron Fonville, along with two of our returning patrons, Stephen Dents and Jason Zrotniak. We appreciate all you guys for your support. And we'd also love to hear from everyone, whether you're a patron or not, with comments, questions, or if you'd be interested in advertising, you can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. That is all the time we've got today, but be sure to check out our monthly Q&A mailbag episode, which will be available later today. <laughs>